Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore. Yes, hello and welcome to all our West Australian football fans to another edition of Around the Waffle. The full Monty is back, and by that I mean all the teams are back in action for round 13, the second part of NADOC round. And what a big round of footy it is going to be. And we're going to preview it all here today, whether you're watching live on the Backchat YouTube channel or listening on wherever you get your podcast. We've got socials in operation, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Give us a big thumbs up. We really do appreciate it. Paul Persick with you here in the studios. And joining me once again this week is Will Schofield. Will, a huge weekend of footy coming up. Well, it is, Paul. I thought when you said the full Monty's back, look, my memories of the full Monty was some sort of uh, you know stripping band that went around London. I thought you and I were maybe starting a new venture together other than the Waffle no, Podcast. No, no. No one would want to see a hairy ham like me absolutely stark as it'd be a shocking sight. Okay, yeah. No, I can't challenge you on that, Paul. Sounds good. But it's a huge weekend of footy coming up. Five games this weekend, all of them on the AFL app. It's a jam-packed weekend of Waffle Footy. Well, it's good. I mean, the buy rounds have moved on a little bit. We've got a full round back. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. Obviously, the, the season's sitting um, right sort of in the mix, right? There's, there's three teams sitting right in the top of finals on third two points all need a win uh, there's a couple of teams challenging to get in finals looking forward to it absolutely and of course our special guest that will be jumping on in just a little bit is young gun from West Perth Tristan Hobley is going to have a chat with us on their big game against East Fremantle now a reminder every game in round 13 is live free and in full on the AFL app from Saturday 2.10. All of them, it is going to be absolute cracking weekend of football. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. Speaking of Tristan Hobley, he joins us right now ahead of their big game against East Fremantle at Pentanet Stadium in Joondalup. Tristan, a big welcome to you, mate. Hey, Paul, how are you going? Going very well. Great to have you on the show. You're with Paul Persick and Will Schofield. Danger game here, Tristan. Uh, your boys are under pressure, needing a win to stay in the five. What's uh, the morale like in the team? Uh, I think we're feeling pretty good coming off the bye last week, obviously. Good time to uh, rest and recover and kind of reset going into the, uh, the back end of the year. Obviously, as you said, we got important game this week and they're all pretty important from here on in for us now. What about your form this year, Tristan? I've been watching your development, mate. looks like you're having a good year. Uh, what's your role in the team? Has it changed? And, and how are you feeling personally? Um, I've had a few different roles this year. Um, sort of the main one being running up and down the wing. Um, sort of holding our, kind of controlling our defensive structure from the outside. Um, but then at times I've had to go down, down back and give a bit of a hand off half back um, as well as sort of doing some defensive work on some opposition players. Um, so it's been a bit of a of a chop and change year, but still really enjoying what I've been able to, to do and put out there from time to time. Now, I just want to get your thoughts on this quickly. It was a story that uh, myself and Scoey me- uh, mentioned on Tuesday. Uh, West Perth having a new coach in 2024, Jason Salisic uh, taking over from Darren Harris. What are your thoughts on that? And how do you think Jason Salisic will go as a coach? And what have you gotten out of, what, what's Darren, Darren Harris got of, gotten out of you as a player and uh, as a part of the West Perth Football Club? I think Jace is obviously a, a legend of the uh, West Perth Football Club. You know, club captain, premiership captain, player. Um, and has, you know, done some, some really good things, not only as a player, but also as a coach. In, I mean, the first year I came to the club, he was a forwards coach, and then he was back playing the year after. So um, just through everything he's done, he's really sort of been driving that West Perth culture. Um, 
and brings a lot off the field in terms of coaching capacity. He's um, really good with the young players this year, taking that uh, twos coaching role on um, and has been really uh, driving them to, to play football the West Earth way and kind of live our, our values. Um, I mean, Harrow has been an unreal coach for us over the last year and a half, obviously. Um, you know, I think he's just been an awesome people person and managed to get the best out of out of all of us. Um, he just really wants you to play with play with what you've got. Um, isn't won't have a well makes you not afraid to make mistakes. Um, lets you really take the game on and and play how you think will will help us win. So he's been um, made us play some a really good brand of football and really get back to a, um, a strong style of playing your role. Tristan, what's it been like coming uh, and defending that premiership? Always a difficult thing to do uh, to come off a, a massive year. What's the what's the group been like? What's the feeling been like? Has it been galvanised? Has it been external pressure? What's your overall thoughts on it? I think we obviously knew um, teams after you've won the the Premiership are going to come out and try and hunt you and sort of we've been um, some teams have put up some really good performances against us and made it difficult for us to, to play the way we want to play but um, I think we've, we're all really excited for the opportunity to defend um, what we did last year. Um, we still know that our football that we're playing this year from in patches is, is the best that it, it can be. We just if we can string it together in the back end of this year for, for four quarters of games, we'll be able to put some pressure on sides and um, have a chance of defending that title in, in the finals again. Now, East Fremantle, of course, they are two games clear in the five. Your next opponents at Pentanet Stadium in Joondalup. They've got players like Milan Murdoch, Matty Jupp, Jonathan Marsh and Cody Leggett, who, from a West Perth point of view, would be the ones that you'd want to target the most, would you? Uh, yeah, they've got a really strong side all over the field. You know, the midfield unit um, plays uh, some high possession football, and uh, they move the ball really aggressively, um, sort of through run and carry, um, link up by hands, and then some really strong forwards. And then, obviously, as you said, Juppie holding them um, strong down back. So it is a it's a good matchup when we play them. We seem to line up both sides play. Um, play sort of different games brands of football so it ends up being really exciting for periods of games with both uh, teams getting on top and we've had some close counters uh, recently and it should be another close one I reckon on Saturday Tristan we really appreciate your time here on Around the Waffle all the best against East Fremantle on Saturday thanks for having me guys that was Tristan Hobley from the West Perth Football Club joining us here on Around the Waffle. Danger game for them. A loss for West Perth. Their finals hopes are in severe jeopardy. Yeah, they are. Um, speaks well. The young man, Tristan Hobley, uh, liked his form across the wing. As he mentioned, down back. Always like a good backman. Um, he's been doing a bit of both in there. They've got a massive game against the Sharks. As you said, it's a, it's one of those games that's a bit of an eight-point game, isn't it? You sort of you either make the big jump in West, Post, uh, West Perth sense or uh, you come back to the field a little bit for East, East Frio. So looking forward to seeing that one. Um, going to be a good game. And that game's going to be live on the AFL app, as all the five games will this weekend in Round 13, Part 2 of NADOC Round, Connecting Through Culture. What a great celebration it is going to be. All games are live, free and in full on the AFL app. This is Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. 
Let's get into the action, Scoey. Five games this weekend, starting off at Leaderville Oval on Saturday. Subiaco and Peel Thunder. Clash of two teams at the moment, entrenched in the top four. The winner of this one will take a place at least in second on the ladder. Uh, it's going to be another classic, you would expect. Yeah, very, very big game. One of the three teams, well, they're two of the three teams on 32 points, just one back from Claremont. Um, again, this is a huge game. It can, it can really catapult you into that next tier if you win it or you're back with the pack if you can't get it done. So both sides will know this is a huge game. Uh, Peel have obviously got to travel. A lot of their team base down in Mandra, they come down here to Leadable Oval. Uh, big ground. Traditionally haven't played that well. Um, their record over the years hasn't been great at Leadable Oval, but they'll be expecting nothing but um, the best from you know not only their local players, but their free listed players, because they're going to need everyone to beat Subiaco. Let's, there's no doubt about that. Absolutely. I only just met a month ago, by the way, on WA Day weekend. Subiaco just got up by six points in what was less than ideal conditions, but it's going to be much better footy-wise. And the dry weather, I reckon, is going to suit appeal thunder a little bit more maybe because they are a very very good dry weather side yeah i mean their skills are a good uh they're, they're good for a waffle team um yeah and there's the afl influence but a lot of their local players are highly skilled guys and they're fit as well so that's why you know the grubby muddy conditions doesn't suit them that well but you know subiaco have always been a good team and they'll be they'll be right in it is that clark he's going to again be the one to watch he will be Having uh, he's going to have the eyes on everybody, so to speak. Uh, Zach Clark in the ruck, also Lee Kitchen and Stefan Gyro for midfield. I'm expecting a lift out of Ben Sokol as well after being held goalless last week. That's good. Um, I'm going to just say, you know, it's stuff for you, Subi. I'm a big Peel man. Oh. It's all about Peel here, mate. Um, I think their back line's the key to this victory. Joel Hamling, Premiership player with the Western Bulldogs. Uh, he's holding up his end of the bargain down there. Been a really important player for Peel. Uh, and he's surrounded by, you know, some AFL guys, some local guys. I think that's the key to victory for Peel this week. Peel have got a very, very good back line. They held well in that last quarter against South Fremantle this past Saturday. I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say Subiaco to win, but only by less than a goal. It's going to be an absolute cracker. Now, Peel in a blowout. They'll absolutely oh, smash oh, 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 him. See you later, Subi. Thanks for coming. Peel, bo peel bias clearly evident. That's all right. Hear about you talk about West Perth. Oh, come on, mate. I've tipped against them a few times. That's and I'll okay. Prove them right. Come on. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a teal man. Uh, teal, black and white. How's that? Very good. <laughs> uh, fantastic stuff. Second game, Swan Districts and East Perth at Steel Blue Oval on Saturday. They met in a one-point thriller back in round one, and it's a key game for the Swans. They're back in the race for the five, but East Perth, they are in rampaging form, looking for six wins in a row. Well, they are led by Hamish Brayshaw and Angus Schumacher through the middle of the ground. Big fans of what East Perth have done. Uh, not only from the way they've been playing this year, but their acquisitions. They've added some players to their list this year that clearly, um, look, they had a little patch there where they, 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 they started with three wins, lost the next three, and now they've gone on a big run. Um, that often happens with sides that you know haven't played a lot of footy together. Uh, Mitch, uh, Mitch Croden, Crowden, yeah. yeah. Um, he's... he's he, you know, and he's an exceptional waffle player. He was a good AFL player. These guys that can play at the level, um, they come back and they dominate. So, look, they're you know even though they're not sitting on top of the ladder, they're, they're my real uh, you know really strong team in the waffle at the moment. I think they've been playing great footy and got a big game this weekend. Their AFL caliber midfield really rising to the occasion, and their backline led by Tom North, who's having a ripper season over there at uh, East Perth down back. He can really hold down that Swan Districts forward line. But the problem is both the Swans. Uh, forward line and back line have got severe holes. Brendan Urseg, obviously, he was the pillar of that Swan District's back line, but he won't play again this season after a foot injury a few weeks ago. Christopher Jones, bit of an unknown whether he'll come back. He had a hamstring injury a, a few weeks ago. So there's still that uncertainty around the Swan District side. And again, that raises the responsibility for Jesse Turner and Jackson McLaughlin in midfield. But they've played in tandem so well. Turner, experience. 
Uh, Jackson McLaughlin, the young gun of the side, made his debut uh, this season. So uh, it, there's going to be a lot to play for here. Look, it'll be a competitive game, but uh, I'm going to go with East Perth. I think they're in too good a form. Uh, midfield's too strong, and, they, and they've, you know, got, they've got key pillars across the ground, I think, just get it done over Swans. Yeah, even if it's at Steel Blue Oval, where it's often hard to beat Swan Districts, and teams have worked that out, I'm going to say East Perth as well by about a couple of goals. This one, too, is going to be a beauty. Beautiful. Sounds good. Now we go up north. Pentanet Stadium in Joondalup. West Perth taking on East Fremantle. As we said earlier, Scoey, danger game for the Falcons. If they lose, their hopes are gone. They're, they're in jeopardy. East Fremantle, they could be three games clear. You're ruling West Perth out of finals if they can't get it done to this this game? They can't. If, if, if they lose this one, their finals chances are gone. They'll really? be too far back. Okay. Heard it here first on the uh, Around the Awful podcast. West Perth cannot make finals if they lose this game. Yeah. They'll be too far back. And even if they get on a winning run, East Fremantle, they've got a good run home West Perth they they just there's still some several links missing I think they'll just be content with that premiership and you know let things be for the rest of the season and like we said on Tuesday that succession plan Darren Harris out of the coaching role Jason Salisic in the coaching role from next year I used to play against Jason Salisic um shows how I'm going probably and how old I am but um and not how old Jason is so he's gonna be a great coach for that football club um Sometimes we get that little coaching change, you get a little bit of an uptick. So I'm liking uh, West Perth's chances in this one, Paul. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't know how much of an upset that would be. They haven't played well at home this year, but I, I've just got a little. Uh, maybe it's Tristan Hobley's influence on me. I liked how he spoke. I think they're going okay. It's always difficult to come back defending premiers and mm. to perform well, and they may not be happy with exactly how they've done this year. But they've got, got enough um, existing premiership players in that side to turn it around and um, I'm more positive than you are Paul I think uh, I think they're going to win this week I think West Perth are going to win yep well their home record like you said hasn't been that good they've only won twice at home this year against West Coast and South Fremantle and they've lost the other four so uh, that will come into question as well and when you look at you know how much the gap between the two teams this season East Fremantle in fact points for second West Perth fourth and uh, East Fremantle leading the inside 50 count on average as well compared to West Perth in third. I just think East Fremantle's midfield is going to be too much for them on this day. And I'm going to go with the Sharks. Too much on the line for West Perth, mate. They're going to win. It's going to be a good game either way. It's going to be fantastic. Now, the fourth match in uh, the uh, NADOC round, Boraloo, yep. of course. Uh, Perth Football Club adopting their traditional name this weekend as Boraloo against the West Coast Eagles on Saturday at Mineral Resources Park. Great initiative by the Perth Football Club and their NADOC round jerseys. Oh, they are just... Perfect. Absolutely perfect. Yeah, that's great. Uh, looking forward to see Boraloo taking on their neighbours in the yeah. West Coast Eagles. They share the, they share the same ground. Uh, clearly, the Demons have been there for a lot longer than West Coast have been. Um, look, this is turning into a percentage boost game around the competition. So, I think Perth did them by uh, 80, 90 points earlier on the year. Is yeah, that right? 97. 97 points in so, round five. So, um, look, as silly as it sounds, that's how you've got to approach this game. If, you, if you're coming up against the, the West Coast Eagles waffle side, they'll get a couple more players back at senior level, which means a couple will drop back probably. Um, so they will get a little bit of experience coming back into the side, but they're clearly decimated. They don't, they don't have a side that's competitive at the at waffle level. Um, Boraloo's going to win this game, but it's it's a question of how much for mine. Yeah, Boraloo, I reckon it'll be about over 100 points. Again, and I'm going to up the ante a little bit here. Sam Stubbs. One of the most spectacular forwards in the competition will kick a bag of 10. 
Okay, there we go. That's, that's for you, Percy. Sam Stubbs. I'm laying down the challenge. Unreal. I'm sure he's going to be listening and making sure he's taking notes of what Paul has to say. <laughs> Ten goals down the barrel. Very good. We like it. Ten goals, yes. Uh, he's a great forward, can take uh, those big marks and can play a bit further up the ground as well. I like how Sam Stubbs has been able to lift his game from just being that prime forward and to play a, a little bit of midfield. But I want him to you know, lift up the ante as well. Kick a big bag of 10, see plenty of the football. That's going to be the challenge for him, and I reckon he'll live up to it. Well, it, yeah, the question for me for West Coast would be, what do you do with this season? You, you, you're not competitive. Yeah. Um, you can't. You don't just. No matter what football season it is, you don't just rock up and expect to lose. So they'll be planning to win. How do you get something out of this game? How do you improve your youngsters? How do you maintain players that you got on your list? That's what they'll be trying to do. Absolutely. I pick Perth. Yeah, uh, Boralu for me to sorry, win this one. Sorry, Boralu. I pick Boralu. Boralu by about a hundred points here, and then the final game of the round: South Fremantle and Claremont on Saturday at Fremantle Oval. This one I can't wait for. Two twenty up at uh, Fremantle Community Bank Oval. I said it last week, South Fremantle had their last chance and they blew it. If they win it, and they haven't done well at home, there may be something. But no, no, you can't flip, Paul. You can't say they've blew it and then you can't, you can't flip. If you, you've well, if Swan Districts lose and West Perth both lose. You've written them off. You've <laughs> written them off just like West Perth. You've written them off. They're only two games out. Well, just like you've written off West Coast. Absolutely. They've been written off, mate. It's a write-off. Now, <laughs> Even with your comeback, Scott. Now, yeah, correct. Um, you're calling this game, aren't you, Paul? Yes, I am. So... Preview it for me. I'll tell you what, Claremont, they're in form and they deserve to be. They deserve to be top spot on the ladder. And we said it on Tuesday with uh, with Zach Mainwaring. They've got a good blend of mature age players and, of course, uh, young recruiters out there, young recruits out there that are really living up to what uh, the expectations is at the Claremont Football Club. They, they use the ball so well and they've got so many avenues to goal. Oliver Eastland being dominant in the ruck. And even against the likes of Brock Higgins or Solomon James or Jack Bletchenden, Claremont's going to be too much for South Fremantle. And South Fremantle's record at home, like West Perth, hasn't been that good either. I mean, you look at their losses to Swan Districts, East Perth, and Boralu of all teams as well. It, it's it's not going well for South Fremantle. Yeah, it's easy to say they were held back by the salary cap breach. Mm. But they've got to be in a position where if they're leading in the last quarter, they've got to put on the accelerator. They haven't done that. And Claremont, I reckon, will just run over them. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it. I think Claremont will win for what it's worth. Yep. I agree with you. Yep. Claremont, they'll stand alone atop the ladder. It is going to be, either way, a big game and a big round of footy as part of the second part of uh, NADOC round on Saturday. Every game is live, free, and in full on the AFL app. Now, just before we go, just before we go, uh, Scoey, I just uh, mm. want to send a, a quick message, a quick shout-out to a, a guy who was really the heartbeat of like waffle riding in recent years, uh, Jordan McArdle. Uh, he recently wrapped up his time uh, over at uh, at the West. He was uh, one of the big heartbeats riding for the Waffle Colts, scouting some of the big young talent that's going to be stars of the next generation. And uh, what a chapter for uh, for the great Jordan McArdle. Congratulations to him. Yeah, he finishes up at the West and heads over to the Wildcats, I believe. So, uh, look, yeah, as a, as a player, he's respected his riding. Uh, he didn't stuff around, was never um, uh, carrying on with all the crap that we see these days. He was to the point, factual. Um, had a good career and he's uh, into the basketball realm. So good luck, Jordy. Uh, all the best, George. Uh, we wish you all the very best. Congrats on a sensational chapter. And thanks to you, Scoey, for helping us out this week. Uh, great work from you as always. Thought uh, my comeback to this show was about as good as my waffle comeback. Pretty good. Play my role. Um, kicked a couple of goals. Uh, got the best players both weeks. And um, and I'm done and dusted. Won't be back. <laughs> Fantastic stuff anyway, Scoey. No, you did well. You smashed it out of the park. I'll see you in a bit. See you, mate. That was another edition of Around the Waffle live on the Backchat YouTube channel and 
on wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for your company, and we'll have a big review of Round 13 on Tuesday. This has been Around the Waffle, the official podcast of the West Australian Football League. We'll see you next time. Around the Waffle is produced by Backchat Studios and lives on the Acast Creator Network. You can find the show's social channels by searching Around the Waffle or the Backchat podcast, Backchat double underscore.